0: What's going on, friends of the Rockney Cast? For this episode, we're going to cover and return to the work of James Clear and his book, Atomic Habits. This is probably one of the best books I've ever read, and whoa, it is totally life-changing. For this episode, we're going to cover why this book is so important, who it's for, and I'm also going to offer you some suggestions as to some atomic habits that perhaps you could adopt that can not only radically change, transform your life, But can also improve the life of your loved ones and those around you. Because basically, what we're all trying to answer, and I think this is a very interesting topic, which is this gap. I've been kind of obsessing about this gap, you know, with my study of people like Vince Lombardi, James Clear. It's the following question Given your endowment that you have right now, same resources, same looks, same body, same everything, what could you do? With these resources, I love this. We we covered this a little bit in terms of this question of, you know, MacGyver, you know, on our last episode, and I think it's something we need to explore some more because this is something I think we all struggle with, and I think what makes um, clear so just compelling is that I think he offers probably the most realistic, tactical, and in this world way to actually do this in such a way in which, if you read it, you are gonna get things done. And in fact, I think it's very hard if you don't read it to get things done. So read this damn book or give it to a loved one and have them actually read it. I've been trying to give this book out and some people read it, some people don't, but it's like, well, ignore it at your own peril. Because this topic of the gap, um, I think this is something that literally civilization revolves around this gap. Because if you're not closing the gap, and remember how we're defining the gap, where you are now and what you could become and how do we get there? This literally is the argument that we're all having in politics, in our personal relationships. It's the source of greatest stress, greatest misery, so I think it's important to get it right, because if you're not really addressing it in the right way, and you're not properly closing your, the gap, you are going to be like on a path to misery and just anxiety and stress, because you're going to be on the wrong track and you're going to remain stuck. Because if you're looking at this gap, like, what do I want to be? What are my goals? and you're not getting there in the right way, you're likely not to achieve what you want to achieve. And this is, I think we're clear is so effective because so many people believe that the solution to close this gap in terms of what they can be to reach their potential. That's kind of like reach your potential. Like you're, you ever noticed like special needs groups are always called like reach for your potential it's not just for the special needs community, it's for all of us. Isn't that our goal? Isn't that the goal of education? Malcolm Gladwell calls this capitalization, which is, it's not what the test scores are. The goal of education is, is given what the test, test scores could be given each individual student. What 40 time could you have if you used proper application? How high could you jump if you trained properly? What how much money could you make if you had the proper um systems in place? What kind of partner could you attract if you adopted a set of beliefs and, and systems to uh be the best version of you? So that you know, to find a good partner, you have to be a good partner, right? So all of these things are very important. And here is why I think so many people are going on vendors and are totally miserable. Because I think it all comes down to this question of what you do is much more important than the resources you have. But a lot of know a lot of you are probably saying like oh my god this is just sort of another you know conservative bullshit yeah you're you're ignoring structural inequality and yeah I mean you just you haven't read these books that I should read like savage inequalities and you're just you're just spouting platitudes but I'm just talking brass tacks because I'm going to offer you some suggestions, and these are all free. And I'm just going to lay them out for you now. I'm not going to wait yet. Uh, we have to wait until the end. Oh, I'm going to do separate episodes on each one of these good habits. Um, but these habits are free, all of them. And if you don't do them, I think it's very difficult to get where you want to go. Um, one of them is walking. Walking super important. An afternoon. Uh, After dinner, walk. Number two, I'm going to talk about removing certain negative things like alcohol. Um, I don't, if you're going, if you're drinking five, six glasses a night, I don't see how you can ever get where you want to become, right? Um, And we'll get into the details of why that's the case. And number three, this isn't even really a habit, but it's absolutely free. It's the same thing that we've all been given, which is time. Time is the most important thing, and mastery of it leads to the greatest success, and wasting it leads to the greatest amount of failure. And this is absolutely essential because for some people in terms of public policy or the individual um, person or family members, the whole framework is gonna affect whether you're actually gonna get where you wanna go. And there are those that believe that the individual is responsible for virtually nothing. It's all a function of the external, which is lack of resources. And I I just don't believe that to be true um, because, for example, think how often people that win the lottery end up being totally miserable because they haven't changed their actions. It hasn't changed their identity. Imagine if someone were to come up to you and said, hey, I'm going to give you two choices. Option A, you're going to be ripped, fit, and have a super attractive partner. That's option A. And you're going to have free time, and you're going to get a lot of sunshine, and you are going to be fit and tan." Option B is you're going to be 350 pounds, morbidly obese, bloated, stressed out. You'll have erectile dysfunction, but you'll have $3.5 million in the bank. Which option would you choose? I think we all know what option we would choose. And here's the thing with option A, it doesn't cost anything. And option B costs an enormous amount. And yet this is, I think, the path that so many people are on because they think that money or an external solution is the path to their own happiness. Now, of course, for illustrative purposes, I'm oversimplifying it. Sometimes people that get A, they get fit, they get energized, they get positive, that leads to financial success but not always and in a lot of cases it can be just the opposite and here's where James Clear is just so effective and we're going to return to this work over and over and over again because this truly is a book that can change your life because he actually offers a roadmap and it seems easy but the way that he phrases it I swear to god like He's like the reincarnation of Buddha. Maybe I should rename him the Habit Buddha. Because first of all, he he describes what is a habit. I think this is very important. A habit is a routine or behavior performed automatically. Notice it doesn't necessarily have to be once a day. It doesn't have to be once a week, but there's some set periodization to this habit. It's an action. And here's what makes his work so powerful and I think is where a lot of times people go off, get off the wrong track. As he talks about, um, so many people focus on goals, how much money they want to make, how much weight they want to lose, what they want to win. Everyone wants a shit ton of money. Everyone wants to be ripped. Everyone wants to have a, a partner that they can love and support. Everyone wants a great, everyone wants that. The question is, what are those small, tiny actions that you must do that are connected to what you wanted to do? So Claire encourages us, instead of to focus on goals, he said to focus on identity. And here I'm gonna link it up to what I'm doing right now. Two and a half years ago, I did not have a podcast. I had no identity. Well, how did I become a podcaster? Uh, I do podcasts. What are the acts of doing a podcast? Well, I do interesting things. I, I look into the computer. Hopefully, eventually, I'll get actually a nice audio. So this doesn't sound like I'm broadcasting out of some cave. But I'm doing actions that are connected to identity. That is who you want to become. I want to become a professional podcaster. I'm connecting that through this action of doing a podcast. And each time I do that, I get a small win and I become a podcaster. Now, Some of you are saying, I think every every one of us kind of know this on some level, right? I think we all kind of know that, yeah, well, duh, like if I want to do something, I got to like you got to like actually do it. But so often we get stuck because we don't see any changes. And what makes clear such a, an incredible writer is his use of metaphor. And I'm sure you've probably heard of this before, but there's a lot of different metaphors that he that he brings up in his work. And his use of metaphor is so powerful because it really helps us understand in a way that actually reflects reality as to why we're doing what we're doing. Because ultimately you wanna see results. Like if you work out every single day and you fast and you eat really good food uh, and you're, you end up being miserable and you see no results after two and a half years, you're like, oh, what the hell? Am I might as well just go on a vendor every day, it doesn't matter. But of course it does. And he uses the metaphor of the bamboo tree. And I, di- I didn't actually know this, that a bamboo tree before it sprouts, takes five years of its branches growing and connecting and strengthening before it shoots up to the sky. And after that five-year time period, it will grow up 90 feet in six weeks. How does it get there? through just doing what bamboos do, bamboo trees do. It it connects with the soil, it makes connections, it strengthens its roots. It does all of this work underneath the surface before it emerges. And this is true to, this is important to understand because certain things are linear and certain things are non-linear. And here he uses the example of compound interest. We all know, hopefully if we should know, that if we save a penny and it doubles, and it doubles every single day, um, you know, eventually we'll just grow to just an incredible amount of wealth. It's exponential. It grows, it, its rate of acceleration changes very quickly. Other things are more linear. Like you can't have exponential weight growth. Although an, a- an aspect of weight loss can be exponential in terms of how it impacts other things that you do. But that is important, connecting back to the bamboo. That's why people so often give up because they don't see the actual results based upon what they're doing. And so they give up. They give up all these good habits. And so that's why it's important to not give up. And, and here's where he talks about the small wins. The small wins that you actually can see um, where you're like, wow, this is the, these votes are actually leading to a new identity that's his phrase put that up on your wall every action you take is a vote for the type of person that you want to become and some of you may be saying like oh my god well you 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 say you're a podcaster yet no one's listening to your podcast well actually I, have, I do have kind of a growing little audience i got about 15 or 20 per episode my record's like 300 plus so you know I'm making some progress But maybe I'm the bamboo. First of all, I enjoy doing it and I've had a lot of small wins. What are some of the small wins I've had with this podcast? I've had people come up to me and say, Oh my gosh, I loved that episode that you did on Richard Simon Hansen. Check that one out. I've connected with awesome people like Professor Robert Schultz, who did a book on Bob Hunt, the submariner in World War II, and I saw his book at the Chester Nimitz Museum in Fredericksburg, Texas. That was really cool. I've had people start intermittent fasting based upon this particular podcast. I've had people say, I didn't know about that book and I really love that episode. So these are small wins that allow me to continue doing what I'm doing because I love doing this process. Now, is it Joe Rogan? No. Um, am I a full-time podcaster? No, I'm not. I, uh, one of my, my, my counselor talks about planting your seeds, building your palace. I'm still a a practicing lawyer and I really enjoy that. And I'm also going to do several episodes on well-being for lawyers, which would be a good one for any of you if you know any lawyers. Um, So we'll do some on that, but it's the bamboo tree and who knows, maybe it will be, you know, five years before it completely takes off and I get a thousand per episode. Maybe it will be never. Here we get into the the resistance uh, that Stephen Pressfield talks about in the War of Art. You you have to love doing what you're doing for its own sake. Do you think Tom Brady does football for the money at this point? Do you think he does it for the the, he does it because he loves football? You think Stephen King continues to write for the cash? No, Stephen King is like a multi-gazillionaire now, you know, but he does it because he loves to write. And friends, I love to talk. I'm going to be talking for the rest of my life. I just need to be able to monetize that. But this is something that I am going to do. If this podcast takes off and I become super popular and successful, I'm still gonna do the podcast. If it flops, and right now, let's just put it this way. I'm kind of like the bamboo before it's emerged, about two years in, so maybe three more years, I'll shoot up for you know my 90 feet of growth. But it is something that I absolutely love doing. And the process of you listening to this right now means that, and you stayed here this long, you're getting something out of this too, because that's also what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to share what I've learned so that I can improve your life um, and so that you can improve the life of loved ones because so many of us get off the wrong track. And you know, it's just one of those things that if you're not mastering these small actions, you will not get where you wanna go. I don't care how much money that you have. Um, And so I'm, you know, for example, I uh, am going to do several episodes on these free habits, some that you can add, some that you can subtract. One of them is alcohol. If you drink every day, let's say you have a fifth of vodka every day. I don't care how much money the government's going to give you. I don't care if it's a free house. I don't care if it's 10,000 bucks a month. You are going to be a train wreck. If you're doing drugs, I don't care how much external resources that you get, you will not get where you want to go. If you do not know how to master time and as a result, you're completely stressed out, no amount of external resource is going to change your outcome. And this, is, and this is why it connects so importantly to what your identity is. I mean, I, I think that the, the metaphor that I use is kind of like a leaky boat. If you don't know how to control your spending and you haven't clocked the boat, yeah, you can get external resources, but then you're constantly kind of swimming and trying to bail because your boat is not caught. And if you don't have an identity as someone who gets up early and works hard and does these small actions that reinforce your identity, no amount of external resources is going to change your outcome. It starts from within first and then building out from that as you build your community and your family and your neighborhood and your town and your state. Think of a series of concentric rings building inward to the outer and connecting it to actual actions. Because this is where he says, a lot of people get go off the wrong track. They focus on the outcome. I wanna make a million dollars. I wanna become an engineer. I wanna become a pilot. And yet they're not connecting it to their actual identity. What are their actions connected with being an identity? Well, I'm a responsible, hardworking person. What, what are the traits? of a responsible, hardworking person. Well, they're not drinking a fifth of vodka every day. They're going to bed at 8.30 and they're getting up at five. And they're doing these actions every single day to control their own outcome. And they're consistent and they're reliable. As Clear talks about the act of writing a book, in order to write a book, you have to have consistency, you have to have reliability, you have to have intention and you have to have purpose. And you have to master your own time. If you can't do that, you can't write a book. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start writing a book at some point, but I just you know maybe I need to reinforce my own identity a little bit more. So I hope you found this particular episode good. Um, this is going to be the first in several episodes. Right now, I'm thinking of of doing one on the virtues of walking after dinner. Number two, so that'd be what we add. Number two, removing. Or minimizing alcohol. And number three is time. Like, and they do train, time. And what do all of these things have in common? I think I could do a book on this like, free, life changing life hacks that are are, are totally free. Um, They're all free. And if you do any one of these three things, you're going to have huge changes to your life, irrespective of resources. And I could list off a whole bunch more and maybe I'll do a a whole shitload full of episodes on these because I think that's what it really comes down to. If you get a good night's sleep, see circadian code. If you get up early in the morning and you have the time to enjoy tranquility. If you Control your time in such a way as you can exercise. If you can remove things that make your body feel and your mind feel like crap, like excessive amounts of alcohol, I'm never going to become a total teetotaler. So if you see me like at Oktoberfest, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, it's periodization is the word that I'm looking for. As I call it an alcohol fast. But if you drink every day, I mean, you are screwed. So don't do it and the afternoon walk. Now this one's kind of dull, but it's super important and surprisingly impactful on your weight and your health. So that's going to be these episodes that I'm going to cover. And what I, what I want to conclude with though, is that if any of you know, a, a if you're struggling, if you have a family member that's struggling, please give them this book. I mean, yeah, you know, go to church and talk to G- I mean, Jesus. Jesus would want you to read this damn book. It's it's that good. Um, Jesus and Buddha, they would all, I mean, they, they love Atomic Habits. I mean, Jesus, I mean, I, mean, I meant, okay, I, I didn't mean Jesus in the square word. I meant like Jesus would want you to read this book. And I think Christians, quite frankly, instead of just always like throwing up a Hail Mary, can really benefit by reading Atomic Habits and talk about. What good acts are that are the opposite of sin. let am do one on that too. Like Christians, I I do believe in original sin, but there's no word for the opposite of sin. Can you believe that? So we're gonna try to think of some words that are opposite of sin. So read this book. Sorry, my my little um podcasting light is kind of affecting it. Read it, click on the link so that if you buy it for someone else, I'll get credit for Amazon. So I'll make a little cash. It'll be my own little atomic habit. And this will change your life. Um, So I hope you found this episode as fun as I did putting it on. You know, time is always sort of a scarce commodity. So every time I get to share this with you, I have infinite gratitude. Infinite gratitude, each one of you. I mean, when I look at the podcast, I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of podcasts out there. And the fact that you, each one of you spent as much time as you did with me means the world to me. So please send me feedback, at gmail.com. Please continue to give me positive reviews on Spotify, Apple, all places where podcasts are, are heard. And please share the message and share links to this particular podcast to other people so that they can benefit from what we're trying to do. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to basically shine a flashlight on these good, awesome writers, not James Clear, it's not like I'm the only one that knows about him. For crying out loud, he's a New York Times bestseller. And yet there are people that don't know about him. More important people that don't read him. There's people that don't implement him. This guy is freaking awesome. I mean, he's better than like Eckhart Tolle. Eck- hey, Eckhart Tolle, you know, we're gonna go like with Aaron Rodgers and have some ayahuasca, and like, you know, do all that stuff. No, this, this actually is gonna change your life. So share this with friends, family members, Enemies, whoever, and let's build this community together. So, thank you so much. I hope you guys are all having a fantastic week wherever you are, and we'll continue to these high quality episodes on the Rockney Cast. Until next time on the Rockney Cast.